Welcome to the Universal Joint Podcast. I'm entertainment writer Jim Hill, and my co-host Dustin Fuse and I are recording this podcast on Sunday, November 15th, 2020. And Dustin, that kind of makes me sad because a year ago today, we were kicking off our Universal Christmas event at Cabana Bay. Uh, we, we had that dinner with the event attendees at uh, Bay Liner Diner, and then you were the smart one. <laughs> you know, you, <laughs> You took the group, you know, the people who didn't want to go on the the walking tour of the uh, holiday decorations at what? We went to, uh, what is it, uh, Royal Pacific and mm-hmm. then continued to the convention center, did Sapphire Falls and wound up at the Aventura. Uh, and we, we met up with your part of the group back at Sapphire Falls and then went to the Aventura and then went up to... The rooftop bar, the uh, what is it called? The uh, bar, the bar bistro, for bar, bar seventeen yeah. bistro, and yeah, Which, it was it was a little cold. Um, it was like the it was very <laughs> cold, you know. And in fact, uh, in hindsight, you know, the the, the when we t- when I took the group along the walkway uh, over to uh, you know uh, uh, the uh, Royal Pacific. First of all, I got to say, I was ridiculously impressed with Sharon Scooter. You know, the 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 the, the fact that. Uh, the battery on that thing just kept going and going and going. I, uh, by the way, Sharon, hello to you and the hoodlums. Um, and honestly, if, if things had gone differently this year, uh, you and I would be at Disney Springs right now. Uh, you, me, and uh, Shelly Valladolid. Uh, we would uh, from she does the I Want That podcast with me, and we would have been doing the Disney Springs thing. Uh, you know, uh, Tammy Whiting and her team at Storybook Destinations would have done the usual. Great job with the back end, and uh, you and I would, well, you were going to lead a, what was it, a, a scavenger hunt trivia contest around uh, Disney Springs, mm-hmm. and I was going to tell the story of uh, the Lake Buena Vista Shopping Village and Pleasure Island and never built stuff like uh, the New Orleans Square at Lake Buena Vista, or, or for that matter, the people mover and the monorail system that was supposed to bring guests over from Epcot right to the shopping village, but <sighs> okay. But instead, we're we're stuck at home in uh, fifty five degree weather in mm. um, torrential downpours. So welcome to twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now it, I don't know if you saw the news earlier this week. Uh, Professor Ugar Sahin, uh, who's the co-founder of Biotech, uh, they're the company who's working with Pfizer on the COVID nineteen vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and remember, they 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 announced that breakthrough earlier this week that you know the supposedly, you know, 90% of the people who take this thing will be cured. Um, so he's saying that by life could be back to normal uh, by next year if enough people take this, this vaccine. And, and now, mind you, he's talking winter of mm-hmm. next year. So, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll, we will actually finally get to do uh, the Disney Springs thing in November of 2021. What kind of concerns me is Mark, who, you know, has been to all of uh, the Jim Hill Media podcast events. Nancy was just telling me that Mark just tweeted from Disney Springs to the effect of, well, I'm I'm here. Where's Jim? Where do we meet up? And it's like, (laughs) dear dear God, I hope he's joking. (laughs) You know, it's like, uh, Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) 
All right. Anyway, uh, okay, we should get on the news here. So uh, speaking of the news, uh, news portion of the show is brought to you by Storybook Destination, a trusted travel partner of the Universal Joint Podcast. If you're ready to travel again or looking for a worry-free travel experience, book online at storybookdestinations.com. So, okay, you were saying 2020. You know, and again, so, you know, we, we just come out of a, a highly unusual Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, we're now headed into, uh, in fact, just this past Friday, the, the uh, it, was, it was Saturday, the, the, the 14th, that uh, holidays at Universal Orlando officially got underway, right? Yeah, and uh, it's Universal Studios Orlando, or Universal mm-hmm. Studios um, Florida, mixed in with mm-hmm. Isles of Adventure, and mm-hmm. a little bit out in City Walk. But it looks like there are activities and experiences in uh, in both the, the main theme parks, and it's a, a lot of random stuff. But when you mm-hmm. put them together, it looks like a fully flushed out event. But that said, you know, I mean, it, I, I think it, it kind of sums up uh, you figure me if you're saying this in a nutshell, uh, but the fact that the mechanical squirrel uh, that's inside of the the Christmas tree at Universal Studios, uh, Florida, in fact, he supposedly attribute to uh, what is it the 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 squirrel in the tree from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation from '89? Yeah, Earl uh, the squirrel. Earl the squirrel. Well, if you're you're paying attention to the squirrel and or the tree and watch Earl the squirrel pop out on his kind of intermittent schedule, Earl this year is wearing a teeny tiny mask. So it's like even Earl has been impacted uh, by uh, you know by COVID nineteen. But uh, anyway, directly across the street from that beautiful tree is, of course. Uh, the Tribute Store, which in this past year we've seen go from a Mardi Gras-themed tribute store to a Halloween horror uh, tribute store. You know, a lot of paying attention to the 30th anniversary of that hard ticket. And now we have um, the Christmas, uh, you know, uh, or the holiday-themed one. And and for me, again, I'm the old fart here on the show, and I, I, I can't help but remember that this exact space at uh, Universal Studios Florida back in, what was this, 89? You know, uh, this was where the Universal Islands of Adventure, uh, oh, just I mean, 99, not, not, not 89. The, the, the first <laughs> park wasn't even there yet. Yeah. Uh, but in 99, uh, this is where the preview center was. So you used to be able to go inside and they, they had individual rooms that, you know, told you about Marvel's Superhero Island and, uh, you know, Seuss's Landing and the like. And the, the interesting thing is you went from room to room to get your, your passport stamped. Right now, it, it, it's a very different look. Uh, Dustin, can you talk about that? Yeah, so um, you walk into the the tribute store and there's a big giant uh, nutcracker, mm-hmm. um, which is always scary for me because i know as soon as the sun goes down that nutcracker comes alive um i i've seen those those horror movies way too many times but the idea is that when you walk in you're stepping into a a holiday experience that you know they can control the ambiance control everything Mm -hmm. but it's about the details and uh what i loved is when you first walk in there's a a foyer um with a uh almost like a um 
uh, a holiday workshop. You can see Santa's uh, toys coming to life. They have um, like a paint um, apron and some really interesting looking blocks. Now, if you look really closely at these blocks, they actually come in and showcase that uh, I think one of them is in the shape of a lighthouse, which is Islands of Adventure. The other one, if you look really closely and squint your eye just a little bit to the left, you can see that it's a volcano of Volcano Bay. And then there's another one that actually depicts the uh, arches from Universal Studios Florida. So really cool little details. Uh, the first store that you go into is just packed with nutcrackers. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, again, they, they, they actually you walk under a sign for the Weinacht Mark, uh, which uh, translation is a, a German Christmas market. Uh, it, it's, uh, we have friends, the Cravens, who are government employees and been over in Germany forever, but they, mm-hmm. they love... This time of year, because when you go from town to town, each town in Germany has its own holiday mark, uh, a market, and you know they're wonderful. So it's it's fun to see it, you know, them recreate this. But but at the same time, as a baby boomer, <laughs> uh, the thing that really excited me is I, I don't know if you watched any of the videos of the walkthrough. Uh, they have in two of the rooms they have. Moldorama machines? Are, are you familiar with these things? Yeah, we actually discussed it on uh, our Halloween Horror Nights tribute store uh, video because they had the pumpkins and I believe they also had Frankenstein uh, okay. recalibrated from these machines. Wow, okay. Because, I, again, I'm really dating myself here, but my first experience with the Moldorama machine was that um for the 1964-1965 new york world's fair the sinclair gasoline company created these full-size recreation of 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 dinosaurs out out of fiberglass and they had a walkthrough exhibit at the fair but when the fair closed in the fall of 65 what they decided to do is they took these dinosaurs they put them on flatbed trucks and drove them around the United States. And, uh, you know, in fact, it's really weird. I, I guess you could probably go on YouTube and catch this, but you can see uh, in the 1966 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, the broadcast, they actually rolled these things on their flatbed <laughs> truck, you know, or, you know, made the turn right there in Herald Square and came up 34th yeah. Street. Uh, but anyway, I you know uh, as a very small boy, uh, my dad and mom took me and my brothers uh, to go see these uh, dinosaurs, and they're, they're yes, they were making. They started their tour actually in Boston at the North Shore Shopping Plaza in Peabody, Massachusetts. And what I remember is that this was my first encounter with a Moldorama machine because the only souvenir you could get. Uh, was, you know, there was this, this Moldorama machine, you threw two quarters into it, and, you know, a few minutes later, a, a uh, you know, a green, you know, miniature brontosaurus came out, made entirely out of hot wax, the most flimsy substance known to man. I Because I, <laughs> I, I'm fairly certain that the, the dinosaur did not survive the trip home in the car, uh, which, yep. which I, I, and I bring that up uh, because there are nowadays in order to do the Moldorama thing, it's six bucks. 
All right. And, you know, that, that same thing, you know, that, that some parent is going to, you know, put six bucks into the machine. And I guess the two choices for uh, the holiday tribute store, there's a Santa and a snowman. And, you know, somebody's going to put this in a suitcase and take it home and open it up, you know, you know, when they get off the plane and have, you know, you know several dozen pieces of broken wax. So I'm just saying in advance, <laughs> you know, if you do this and, you know, and again, your child is thrilled that you purchased this for them. Pack it carefully, put it in a box, put it on the carrot, whatever it takes to get that thing home. Uh, Because, again, wax, it's wax, folks. It's it's not the sturdiest substance known to man. But all right. So anyway, you 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 were walking us through the tribute store. So we we move out of the uh, German holiday market and we're now in a Grinch theme space. Is that correct? Yeah, everything Grinch. Mm-hmm. So you've got toques, uh, plush shirts, sweaters, um, and the second uh, um, uh, waxomatic. Mm-hmm. So that's where the Santa one is. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have a lot of um, you know various merchandise that you can see everywhere. They've got all the glow in the dark uh, necklaces and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It's all there. Uh, and then from there, you take a hallway mm-hmm. uh, that uh, you know. They've themed it with all of these really cool posters, mm-hmm. including the Earl the Squirrel's Holiday Tree Farm. Uh, they have one for the Waxomatic Machine. They also have the Holiday Tree Hunt. So really kind of a, a cool way to transition from one to the other. And then you, I, I don't, you walk into a room that's Harry Potter themed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, very interesting stuff there. A lot of um, house exclusive things like the Gryffindor uh, Keeper short sleeve shirts. Uh, once again, toques, ornaments, stockings, anything you can imagine for the Harry Potter fan. I was honestly surprised in the walkthroughs not to see that. I, I don't know if you remember over in Diagonally. I forget the store that sold this. I, I, um, but... They actually had a recreation of that sweater, that hand-knit sweater that Mrs. Weasley made for Harry for his very first Christmas at Hogwarts when Ron stayed with him. And, Interesting. And it was one of these things where it was, it was one of those, I, you know, I, I very rarely cave and, and buy merch for myself, but it was so mm-hmm. obviously, you know, again, in the style of the thing in the film and uh, mrs weasley is is a, a lovely woman but not all that skilled with knitting so it was like you know kind of rough <laughs> and it was just sort of like yeah. but I, I came within inches of buying it because it's like oh this is cool you know uh and you know and, and only somebody who really really knows the films or that sort of thing would get it uh but it didn't spring for it so again i was kind of hoping to see it turn up here and now it makes me i, I is it madame pomfrey's the uh the costume store It was either that or at the Weasleys, um, because I know right on the other side of the Weasleys is where they have all the the random clothing. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, so I'll have to check for that the next time around. All right, so anyway, uh, we continue, you know, we we, we exit Harry Potter land, and, and then where are we now? Uh, we, we go to uh, to get a snack. Mm-hmm. There are uh, food carts um, and, and booths in a, a, a an area that's, you know, lots of opportunities to part with your money, mm-hmm. uh, including uh, we've got the... 
Uh, let's see here. They've got sticky buns for four dollars and fifty cents. A roasted cinnamon sugared nuts um, mm-hmm. for six bucks. Earl's delicious holiday gummy lights. Uh, they've also got some drinks. So the holiday chocolate, holiday hot chocolate, which is five forty nine, and then Earl's nutty nog, which uh, is six bucks, and then ten fifty with alcohol. Okay, we we should also point out that that this is. We've entered the space now that's Earl's Tree Farm. Is that yeah. correct? <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I, I think for, you know, a, a, I think they make the smart, you know, choices for retail opportunities here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and, and I'd sadly, though, again, as a diabetic, a lot of this is look but don't touch. But I, some of it, I mean, it, it really is... Uh, you know, a, a real credit to uh, executive chef uh, Steve Jason and his his, his team, because you know, I mean, uh, did you see, for example, the the reindeer brownie? Now, I, it's, that's on sale in the tribute store along with, I, I guess it's a over at the Crescent Moon Bakery, which is in the Ports of Call, uh, over at Islands Adventure. Did, did did you see that or? Oh yeah, I wanted to go through my computer mm-hmm. and pick it up, and you know that with a butter beer could go really well. Oh, uh, oh my God, that's a <laughs> lot of sugar. Well, speaking of which, what's kind of interesting: the reindeer brownie is actually vegan. Mm-hmm. Uh, very playful tribute to to Rudolph. It's it's a, it just picture, folks, a, a, a brownie square uh, that has candy cane antlers, uh, a little red M M&M, and M. Uh, for a nose, and if you know, mm-hmm. to you look at the photos. You, the, the, this holiday, there's a holiday uh, appropriate little white snowflake in the middle of the the red M and M. And then what is it? The brownie is iced first with milk chocolate uh, frosting, and then dark chocolate is piped in uh, to uh, on top of the, the the milk chocolate frosting to create the the reindeer's eyes, the eyelashes, and the smile. Uh, very clever snack. Did, did, do we have a price point on that one or? Uh, I've asked if I can get, uh, the, the frequent flyer discount. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but if you give okay. me a couple of seconds, I can find it. All right. Well, we also have, now you mentioned the hot chocolate. We have yep. the, the hot chocolate bomb, which it, it's universal, you know, wants to, to talk this up. It's hot cocoa taking the next level. I guess it's. Italian hot chocolate, uh, which comes with its own milk chocolate ornament. When you place the the white chocolate ornament in the hot chocolate, it then melts and releases this mound of mini marshmallows. Uh, and again, this is this is an offering at Earl the Squirrel. I think you were mentioning a price point uh, earlier. Yeah, that one uh, five forty nine. There we go. Okay. Um, it, as we we continue into the park, and again, remember, we before we get to Christmas, we have uh, Thanksgiving, and Central Park Crepes is offering a Thanksgiving dinner crepe, and basically what this is is turkey meat uh, with cranberry stuffing, a little gravy drizzled on it, and then some cornbread croutons on the top that's served in a you know a, a, a crepe uh, that's now been made into a cone shape mm-hmm. uh here it's delicious but the, the one caveat though is central park crepes opened in the central park section of universal studios back in august of this year mm-hmm. uh it's listed as a quick service restaurant and 
the one knock I've heard over and over and over again about Central Park crepes is it's 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 a very tiny facility. Uh, has an itty bitty kitchen, and um, you know, and the food is 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 prepared. You know, you step up to the counter and it's like, I want this, and so they prepare it. But it's it's very slow prep. Okay. Um, so the line moves very slowly. So I mean, it's again, I, I want to stress great strong flavors, good fresh food, but I, you know, quick service is probably not the name. You know, uh, you know, how about quality but slow? You know, <laughs> uh, so. Um, and anyway, all right. So if we, we continue out of, uh, you know, continue our, our, our food tour, uh, if we actually step out of Universal Studio Florida and head across the bridge, mm-hmm. uh, our buddies Voodoo Donuts uh, have a few holiday offerings. Did you see the Snowman Donut? Uh, no, I haven't. I was more looking at, you know, everything going on inside of the, the store. Wait, so they've got... Something that could possibly take out last year's Santa donut. Well, it, it's it it it's kind of it, it, along the same line. It's two okay. donuts, uh, each are uh, dipped in vanilla icing. The, and again, you know, remember the Santa one had a, a head and a body, you know, a, a head and a body. So in this case, uh, the head is filled with white chocolate mocha, and the body is filled with chocolate peppermint. Uh, and then to accompany that, uh, Voodoo Donuts also has a holiday ornament donut, uh, comes in two designs. Uh, and again, both are dipped in vanilla icing, but then filled with gingerbread cream cheese, uh, which, you know, I'm, I, or excuse me, a gingerbread cheesecake, uh, which, ugh, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of having trouble wrapping my head around and yeah i still remember us meeting on the last day of the event last year and Mm -hmm. uh what was it like eight or nine o'clock in the morning and Mm -hmm. it seemed like a really good idea to have Mm -hmm. donuts first thing in the morning and then we showed up and it was a great idea but for the rest of the day i was on a sugar high (laughs) starting out the day with that uh, just the sheer calories and then of course followed up by a butterbeer because you have to um but wow it was i honestly if you want the best experience on your last day in Mm -hmm. uh, at universal just stop in over at at voodoo donuts you'll you'll thank me later (laughs) well now, now, speaking of, of gingerbread and the gingerbread cheesecake, if we, mm-hmm. we go to the other side of the waterway that separates Universal City Walk from Miles and Adventure and, and Universal uh, Studios Florida, there is, of course, the Toothsome's Chocolate Emporium and Savory Feast Kitchen, mm-hmm. uh, which is known for its over-the-top milkshakes. And uh, for the 2020 holiday season, they're offering a gingerbread shake. Um, which oh, wow. It's supposed to, uh, you know, combine classic gingerbread f- uh, flavor with a, a twist of chocolate, and it's adorned on the top with a sprinkled covered gingerbread man. Mm-hmm. So um, now I, I want to stress that you know again, uh, holidays at Universal uh, began on November fourteenth. Uh, this year, the holiday season will extend through January third, two thousand twenty-one. Mm-hmm. And if, as you wander on the property, there are all sorts of uh, crazy good, uh, you know, uh, treats to find. We've got, uh, what, gingerbread whoopie pies. We've got uh, cookie dough cones. And I don't know if you've seen the Christmas tree stacks 
where they do the 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 you know I think it's a shortbread cookie with a, mm-hmm. a green frosting in the middle, but they're in diminished sizes. So there's like they're stacked. I want to say three or four on top of one another, but you get the Christmas tree shape. Um, but again, you know, the, I want to stress here, folks, that uh, you do have to. Um, you know, you, you got to put in the miles here, you know, yeah. because there are places, uh, yes, there's a number of items that are offered in the tribute store, but at the same time, you know, for example, you can only go to the Today Cafe uh, to, you know, that that's one of the only places out of two, I want to say, where you can get the chocolate peppermint mousse ornament mm-hmm. uh, that's sold at the parks. But Weren't you mentioning that there, there's also Universal is trying to make it easy for foodies? For foodies, they are offering the uh, you know the holiday treat trail. Uh, the gimmick is there's a brochure, uh, you know that that lists all the specialty foods and beverage uh, menu items uh, that are featured for the holiday season and tells you which dining venues you have to go to get these things. And, and evidently, those who purchase all of the qualifying items, uh, and I'm assuming you need to get your, your map stamped to do this, will then get a special sweet treat at the end, which, again, for those of us diabetics out there, this is kind of a look-but-don't-touch kind of a thing. Or just, you know, you, you, you lead the parade, so to speak. You get the people to the restaurant, and then you step back. But- exactly. And that's that's something that uh, Universal has also done with their holiday tree hunt that we're mm-hmm. going to be talking about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Universal is really good at having people walk around their parks to get in their steps. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and, and trust me, if you're eating voodoo donuts, you definitely need to get <laughs> in your steps. All right. Let's see. Um, oh, speaking of steps. Uh, you know, again, sometimes it can be a bit of a schlep to get from uh, Universal Studios Florida over to Island and Adventure and uh, our good buddy Bio Reconstruct uh, wanted a reach out today uh, or, or excuse me uh, you know uh, wanted to, to make people aware that um, what is it this weekend uh, and I guess going forward on, on typically busy weekends during holidays at Universal what they're doing is they're opening that walkway between mm-hmm. uh, Universal Studios Florida and Island Adventure. Now, th- those of you who go, haven't ever made use of this this byway before, what is it? You have to basically go in the production corridor to Despicable Me Minion Mayhem, mm-hmm. and then you head in the direction of the Blue Man Group Theater, uh, which is right behind there, but normally there's a you know a fence that's locked up, a, a, a gate that's shut, but it'll be open at this point. And mm-hmm. what you do is you can f- walk through there, go past the Blue Man Group Theater, and then when you come out on the other side, you're suddenly in Seuss Landing over at Island's Adventure. And um, it, it really is a great help this time of year because uh, otherwise... Uh, you know, in order to get over to islands, you have to actually exit the park, walk along that waterway next mm-hmm. to Tootsums, uh, then go and then you know literally go through the uh, you know the front entrance complex. Uh, your only other choice is to walk to the very back of the park to Diagon Alley and then get on the Hogwarts Express. Um, but but again, that that 
you know, the downside of that is that drops you off at, at Hogsmeade Village. Uh, so you're fairly deep in the park, fairly high up. So if you're doing, yeah. you know, if you, you were looking to do Seuss Landing or you're looking to uh, do Marvel Superhero Island, it's a bit of a schlep from there. Yeah, and Hogwarts Express has been very, uh, very difficult to get onto right now. Uh, probably one of the oh, biggest times no. out there because of the social distancing and all of the cleaning procedures. That. Oh, jeez! So forty-five minutes, you know, to 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 jump on a, a Hogwarts Express, which, by the way, is a very cool show to see. It uh, is, it's only it a fifteen-minute walk to the other side, so always keep that in mind if you are thinking about doing that park hop. Uh, going from, uh, you know, Harry Potter to Harry Potter. Sometimes you want to do a little bit of a, a longer adventure. Got it. Got it. Oh, uh, speaking of which, we were, we were talking about Seuss's Landing a moment ago. Wanted to issue a quick correction. Uh, on our last show, Dustin and I mentioned that the indoor version of the Grinchmas show uh, would be offered this year as part of Holidays at Universal, and that's not the case. Um, you know, the... Now, now, mind you, the Who's are out in force in mm-hmm. Seuss Landing right now. I, you know that that, but again, it's the physically distant version. You know that they're you know standing. You know, for example, uh, saw photos early today of, of two of them standing at the base of the Lorax's. Uh, oh, oh, excuse me, the 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 building that the Onesler lives in, uh, mm-hmm. and they were greeting folks from there. Uh, and, and, and of course there's the, uh, a Grinch meet and greet, uh, that, uh, in fact, our, our Seth Kabersky, uh, our friend to Turing plans, it covered that experience, uh, the other day. Have you seen the videos from this? Apparently when you go in, you think you're going to have a meet and greet with the Grinch. Uh, he's actually mm-hmm. your photographer. Oh, oh. And so he's he's standing behind the camera mm-hmm. and uh, the folks get in front of the green screen or whatever is uh, Universal is doing mm-hmm. um, to, to provide that experience. And he does his Grinchy thing. And it's absolutely hilarious. If you've ever want to have that like in, you know, really close experience with the Grinch, it's great. Uh, just don't ask him if you can take off your mask. You're going to get a very Grinchy response. Well, no, it's interesting you bring up the mask. All right, because again, what's fascinating to me is these photos of the, the Who's that are out uh, for their hubilation in Seuss Landing, and uh, and so again, you have the the you know the the Universal team members who have been you know carefully dressed and and made up as the Who's, and and remember, you know that half the fun of doing the holidays at Eiglin's Adventure is, you know, the fact that there are, you know, a dozen or more Who's at any one time moving through Seuss Landing, and they all have makeup on that's modeled after, uh, you know, the uh, Jim Carrey, Ron Howard, you know, Grinch film from 2000. Um, But this year, uh, of course, everybody is wearing, you know, a, a COVID, you know, prevention mask on top of that and it's just one of these things where it's like, I have to, I have to wonder. It's like, does he actually really do the makeup under, you know, I mean, the, that, that elaborate tiny little nose and those, those, you know, sort of pushed forward, you know, chin and, 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 and face, you know, did they even bother to do that this year? Cause of course everybody's covered up. Um, you know, wearing the mask. Um, I wonder if they've made uh, masks that already have that prosthetic inside. Oh. And then when they're out there, they would, 
uh, do some sort of a, a facial glue or something that would make it so the masks wouldn't move when the, the performers are talking. Uh, there's many different things that they can do, but I know that with uh, Halloween Horror Nights mm -hmm. this year, they had those types of questions mm -hmm. where a lot of the performers are facial performers. Mm -hmm. They they know how to emote. They know how to provide that extra level of being a character. Mm -hmm. And if you put a mask on, you really have to accentuate all the other aspects. I wonder if that's how they're doing it. I couldn't imagine sitting in a in a chair for 15 or 20 minutes every day to get a nose put on and then just put the mask on over it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I, I, I want to be careful here because it's one of those friend of Mickey situations. I, yeah. I don't want to spoil the fantasy for any small kids or that sort of thing. But if, it, if there are any team members out there who uh, want to maybe share a secret or two I'd, I'd love to hear from or just guide us there we go. that's all we we need just just a guide okay and well and and again because of this year 2020 and the coronavirus we of course lost our our macy's parade uh but we have in its place the universal's holiday experience featuring macy's balloons and you were just eyeballing some video of that, Dustin. Do you want to talk about this experience? Or? Yeah, it looks actually really impressive. Uh, you walk into a soundstage uh, at Universal Studios Florida, and uh, they have basically all of the parade uh, floats, so the balloons, in a in different spots around this uh, the soundstage with holiday music and uh you're walking on a uh a, a carpet that allows everyone to stay socially distanced and there's garland as way so you're not going like right in front of the uh the balloon so you everyone's being safe and it's very secure but it looks like they've really gone all out and had all of the mainstays of the uh the regular parade in this uh this soundstage so we've got uh so we've got the Minions, we've got Madagascar, we've got the Shrek balloons, obviously Gingy and Donkey are there. Uh, yeah. They have the Macy's Star balloon, they've got Nutcracker. And then at the base of all of these uh, major balloons, they've actually brought in characters to have socially distant selfie opportunities and interactions. So for example, they have Gru there, they have Puss in Boots, and a... a a little more interesting socially distanced Santa experience. Uh, he's wearing a face mask, obviously, because he is a, a face character. Like, he, he mm -hmm. interacts. But they didn't uh, put a, at least in this version of the video, they haven't mic'd him up. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a, an opportunity that maybe they should head over to the Raptor encounter and look at how those characters are being mic'd up for these interactions and maybe put a, a mic on Santa because mm -hmm. he's very soft spoken. He's a, a joyful guy. Um, but yeah, that's that's the experience. And I for a, a fan of the parade, mm -hmm. you always want to see it offered. And mm -hmm. we were worried that they weren't even going to be able to do anything with the balloons this year. This was a great opportunity for them to, you know, still have people see these giant works of art. Well, that, that, that's great to hear. I'll have to go check out that video. Now, and, and it's interesting to me to see how they've taken things that they tried for Halloween Horror Night this year and face it again. You know, the, the, 
COVID made that challenging. And stuff that broke through from that, they've since adapted for holidays at Universal Orlando. And Mm -hmm. in this case, I'm talking about the Scarecrow stock, uh, which was a daytime activity that they offered um, at uh, the park where it was what? You wandered around the park and and sought out uh, 13 scarecrows and skeletons. And if you you completed, if you you were able to mark the card and show that you uh, had done all this, you then got a a trick-or-treat bag at the end. So Mm -hmm. this time around, we have the holiday tree hunt. Uh, And what's interesting is they've, they've knocked up the number of, or excuse me, bumped up the number of, uh, uh, trees you have to seek out. There's 16 of them now, but the interesting thing is they're they're not just in the theme parks. They're also in city walks, so I would imagine this gets you in front of a lot of merch. Um, and if you if you go to all 13, or excuse me, uh, 16 of the participating locations uh, and you collect the stamps, at the end of it, uh, you will receive an exclusive holiday tree hunt branded ornament so get, yeah. get a trophy there in there. the original thing so it's 9.95 per person mm-hmm. to to do this so uh it's you pay per brochure mm-hmm. so if you have multiple members of your family who want to do this who all want a uh, an ornament you're going to have to do multiple brochures um, but they give you the the gold drawstring bag at the initial purchase of the brochure that'll help you carry that ornament home Uh, And yeah, as you were saying, there's 16 locations all over the place. If if you love the holiday tree trail at Disney Springs, Mm -hmm. you'll love the attention to detail that Universal Creative have put into their tree uh, hunt. It's awesome. You have locations from uh, the Men in Black Gear Shop where they put, you know, the the, uh, tree topper is a, a UFO. Uh, they have uh, SpongeBob store pants and the Tribute store, and you know all over the place at at um, the Universal sto- uh, Studio store, City Walk, which maybe soon we'll be able to talk about something going on at, at the Universal Studio store, City Walk, uh, with some construction news. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then you get to go over to Tusum's uh, Chocolate Emporium, and it's just a fun way to get out and see some of these locations, and just you know. The, it's the creative side of this. I love it. Uh, if you are a fan of, of Christmas trees and you want ideas for when you go home, uh, stop in. Because like the Harry Potter-themed um, tree at the Island Market and Export Candy Shop has Quidditch inside oh. of it. So they've put pads and all the, the houses. It's a really cool thing. And um, yeah, just... Go and have some fun. If you're in the parks, if you're able to get down there, might as well have some fun. Well, you talked about Quidditch, and obviously the one area we haven't talked about at at length now for the holidays of the Universal is the Wizarding World. And we're going to get to that, folks, I promise, on the second half of today's show. Okay, and we're back. Uh, A couple of quick things, Dustin, before we get to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Uh, just today, a friend of the show, Bioreconstruct, uh, got a picture of the Osprey, uh, you know, which we've talked about at length on, on other Universal Joint podcasts, but evidently she's back to building a nest at the top of the, the, the track for Jurassic World, you know, Velocicoaster. 
And I was joking with BioReconstruct earlier today that given the number of pictures that she's taken of, you know, this Osprey, I, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for her to get hit with a restraining order from this raptor. <laughs> um, but she, it, 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 her response was she sent me a pair of photos of the Osprey sitting on a, a telephone pole in the park and she looks directly into BioReconstruct's camera. And the way she captioned the photos was in the first First image is like, nice camera. And the very next image shows the Osprey flexing a very impressive set of talons. <laughs> and the, the caption goes on to say, eh, it'd be a shame if something were to happen to it. So it's like, <laughs> wow. You know, uh, oh, uh, other thing uh, BioReconstruct wanted to share with our listeners is according to the official Universal Orlando Resort two-park map, um, Fast and Furious Supercharged will be reopening on November 21st to help out with the holiday crowds. Uh, Kang and Kodos, uh, Twirl and Hurl, which had been shut down early this year, so due to, again, you know, the, the, the focus, what was the phrase they used? They wanted to make sure people got on the marquee attractions. Um, but yeah, Kang and Kodos uh, reopened just this, this past weekend, uh, uh, supposedly to help deal with capacity at the park. I'm interested about the definition of people eater with uh, the capacity of Fast and Furious Supercharged because I mm -hmm. don't think that's really a high priority for a lot of folks who are going to Universal Studios Florida. Kang and Kodos, though, that is huge. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of Kang and Kodos, if you stand in Springfield, USA, you know, next to Kang and Kodos and look across, uh, you know, uh, Universal Studios Florida Lagoon, uh, and see the uh, the London waterfront, uh, especially uh, you know uh, after dark. Uh, uh, this time of year just looks wonderful with all the holiday decorations. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, if you get know the way in and can venture in there, uh, you can get into Diagon Alley, uh, which this time of year you know has you know all of the themed garland and you know the the story appropriate. Decorations. Uh, we are also going to get uh, Celestine Warbeck and the Banshees mm -hmm. back. Uh, she's returning to do the holiday version of their live show. Uh, likewise, if we go over to uh, Hogsmeade, the Frog Choir will be performing on that sort of, you know, Stonehenge-inspired stage at the top of uh, Hogsmeade at the foot of uh, Hogwarts Castle. Mm -hmm. And but at the same time, you know, what's interesting about why these two shows came back uh, is they allow for social distancing. You can, you know, you can put the performers on stage in such a way uh, that, you know, they're, they're far enough away from the audience that we don't have to worry about infection. Or for that matter, they can restage the show in such a way that, that the performers themselves don't have to worry about, you know, cross contamination and that sort of thing. Uh, but you noticed something very interesting about the holiday lights uh, on Hogwarts Castle show. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so uh, the, the projection mapping that goes on to Hogwarts Castle, traditionally, uh, you know, last year when we were at our event, uh, we... Mm -hmm met up right in front of the the castle and it was an incredible experience uh they had fireworks they had a, a really cool score and obviously they had projection mapped the castle which meant that they could uh have that as a living screen 
well, in today's 2020 COVID lifestyle, you don't want folks uh, standing around and looking at something that you can't socially distance. As you said, uh, with the the Frog Choir and Celestina Warbat, you can't put, um, uh, you know, stickers on the ground at nighttime because no one can see them. Um, so what they did was they've still mapped out the uh, Hogwarts and they've put an image up on the castle. But the only way that I can describe it from videos that I've seen so far, please keep in mind that I am in Toronto. There is no way that we're able to get down there anytime soon due to border issues and all this other stuff. So I'm taking um, everything that I see from uh, friends, colleagues and other fans who are in the parks. They've put up a static image on the castle which basically means that they still have that holiday feel on the castle but people aren't stopping and spending a lot of time there so it was a very interesting thing but the details in this image are brilliant and you can see many videos up on on youtube very short videos because they really don't have to spend 10 or 15 minutes showing the experience um but it's definitely a, a cool thing to check out yeah i you know but again you face it when you come to the wizarding world it's all about the details and uh you know and you know, and, and, you know, J.K. was very, very, very protective of that world. I mean, for example, that's why, uh, you know, for example, if you're in Diagon Alley or if you're in Hogsmeade, this is the one place in the park where you can't get a Coke or a Pepsi or a, or a Sprite or that sort of thing. Because, again, in, in the Wizarding World, those beverages don't exist. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and and because, again, the notion was it would take you out of... Uh, you know the, the the you know the 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 careful the constructed fantasy world that Rowling had created in the books and Warner Brothers had created with the Harry Potter films. Uh, speaking of which, though, that's another thing that's kind of intriguing, at least from a theme park point of view, is that another thing you will not find in Hogsmeade or Diagon Alley is a pressed penny machine, um, which, by the way, a huge revenue stream for the parks. Uh, but that said, what, what's fascinating is that there are no less than 24 Harry Potter-themed pressed pennies uh, that you can get when you're at the Universal Orlando Resort. The, mm -hmm. the, the thing of it is you, you have to hunt for the machines because there are three of them uh, that do eight different pennies each. In fact, uh, machine number one does, let me get my list here. Uh, it does the Gryffindor symbol, the Slytherin symbol, the Hufflepuff symbol, the Ravenclaw symbol, and then you get Fluffy, the three-headed dog, a golden snitch, a Dementor, and Harry's Nimbus 2000. Uh, and then machine number two, uh, you have Harry's other uh, you know, broom, the, the firebolt. Uh, you have an image of Dobby the house elf. You have the Hogwarts coat of arms, uh, the sign for platform nine and three quarters, uh, the symbol for the, the Deathly Hallows, uh, you have a sorting hat, uh, you have Harry's wand, and also the sort of the shorthand for Harry, the symbol of the glasses and the, the, the lightning bolt scar. And then mm -hmm. finally, machine number three, we have the Nimbus 2001. Uh, we have a Hungarian horntail, uh, the dragon that, that Harry faced in the Triwizard Tournament. Uh, we have Hedwig uh, delivering a package, which appears to be yet another broom. 
Uh, we have Fox the Phoenix. We have the Mirror of Erised. We have the Goblet of Fire. Uh, and we finally, we end with the, the golden egg, uh, which again, that, uh, from the Triwizard Tournament and finally an image of a dragon hatching from an egg. Uh, but again, these press penny machines are not located in the wizarding world. Um, so again, you have to go elsewhere in the park. And for example, one of them is located in the central store at uh, you know uh, port of entry in Islands of Adventure. Uh, now, now the good news is, to, you know, a way you can avoid hunting, you know, for these things, is uh, CTM, the company that works with Universal Orlando, to create these press pennies. They maintain a website, and uh, it can be found at this is all one word, folks. CTMGroupInc.com backslash universal if you head there um they keep the most up-to-date file about where these machines are because you know face it you know that the like for example this time of year when you're you're changing out displays to bring in holiday merch or that sort of thing you know things will get moved around uh, yeah. but you can go right to this uh, again the seat the site that ctm maintains and they have maps for the parks and they'll show you where all of the press penny machines are located. And by the way, they don't just do Harry Potter press pennies. They also do Marvel Superior Island, Toon Lagoon. Um, there's lots of Shrek. There's lots of Despicable Me. Yep. They've got Transformers. They've got everything. And also, fun fact, when you go to this website, uh, mm -hmm. they don't just show you the pennies. They also show you the themed press penny machines. So mm -hmm. you can know what you're looking for. That's it, exactly. So, um, all right. So, okay, folks. So, this will be our last show for November of 2020. Next time Dustin and I get together, uh, we'll be recording a show that will go live on December 2nd or thereabouts. So, uh, just to give you a heads up about a few things uh, coming in December. Uh, on December 15th, we're finally going to get... Uh, the newest hotel at the Universal Orlando Resort, the Universal Endless Summer Resort at the Dockside Inn and Suites, um, second value resort, uh, value hotel at the resort. Uh, really, again, intriguing, the, the $79 per night uh, price point there. Mm -hmm. uh, for, you know, features standard rooms as well as spacious two-room suites. Um, and just... Six days before that, Dustin, did you do you see this announcement about the um, how you know how NBC does those live musicals? They've done uh, what was it, The Wiz? They've done Sound of Music, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, and I want to say Hairspray. Mm -hmm. And I think um, they did Greatest Showman. There or no, maybe they, they, maybe that's me thinking that they're going no, 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 to no, do no, it. The, <laughs> No, no, no. The, what they did with Greatest Showman is they actually had the cast live in the middle of Hairspray. Yes. They did a, an extended musical number there. Well, uh, we've got a brand new uh, one of these live productions coming at us, folks. It's Dr. Seuss's The Grinch, the musical. Uh, this is going to star you, Matthew Morrison of Glee fame. Uh, and it will air on December 9th, starting at 8 p.m. Now, what's kind of interesting is it's going to be shot in London at the Troubadour Theater, uh, excuse me, the Troubadour Theater. Uh, and while we're, we're talking about things that are produced in the UK, uh, just on the last show, we were talking about 
uh, Jurassic World Dominion and how they, you know, they, they, they've been battling with COVID and mm-hmm. had to shut down and start production and shut down yet again. Well, they, they finally officially wrapped production last week, Dustin. Um, still slated to uh, debut in theaters, but again, not till June of 2022. Um and not that we've had a plethora of good news in this show, folks, uh, but I did want to take a moment uh, to talk about Universal Studios Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, which, since it closed back in March, has laid off 7,000 team members. Oh, wow. Uh, and this is largely due to Governor Newsom's uh, theme park reopening guidelines. And I remember on the last show, we were talking about how, you know, the, the, the president of Universal Hollywood was sort of kicking the tires of kind of a Nazi-inspired reopening of the upper lot. Um, so far, Dustin, no news on that. Okay. You know, that uh, what's kind of interesting, though, is Six Flags Magic Mountain, again, another major theme park out in Southern California, they just announced that they're going to be reopening. But what they're doing is a drive-through holiday experience, which which makes me wonder. You know that that face it, Universal has that amazing you know all those sets on the lower lot, and it's like, you know, wouldn't it be cool if you know they could get some holiday decorations put together and and create some sort of drive-through experience themselves? I mean, at the very least, you know, finally get some of these uh, team members back to work. Yeah, because uh, not to, you know, I. Not to be too bleak here, but Governor Newsom's guidelines, um, the, the way they're written right now, uh, you know, uh, Dustin, they're not going to allow Universal uh, Universal Hollywood or Disneyland, for that matter, uh, to reopen till that state is at uh, the Tier 4 level with COVID cases. And in that case, um, you know, that that's... Uh, a hundred thousand citizens, you know, and uh, right now, uh, Universal Hollywood and Disneyland are, are sitting at tier one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at this rate, the earliest that Disneyland and Universal Studios uh, Hollywood will be able to reopen is summer of 2021. And, um, you know, again, you just... Think about those the, the seven thousand Universal uh, Hollywood team members, or for that matter, I want to say there's twenty eight thousand Disneyland cast members yeah. uh, that that are out of work right now. And it just, I get it, I get it. You know, don't get me wrong, I, I completely get. We are seeing a resurgence in COVID, and you know, everybody's you know concerned right now about that. But there's there's got to be a way. Yeah. There's just got to be something. So. Um, um, all right. Anyway, so, you know, obviously, again, people looking for distractions these days. So, you know, where can they find you online, Dustin, these days so you can distract? <laughs> so I'm over at StepsToMagic.com, uh, Disney Universal Trip Planning, which is kind of a, a weird thing to say in today's day and age. Uh, but it's, um, we yeah, are just doing a lot of uh, top 10 list, that kind of thing. I'm over on Instagram and uh, Twitter uh, at Dustin Foose and at uh, Steps to Magic. And just like everyone else in the world, I'm just looking for uh, those eight to 10 friends who want to go and play Among Us and stream that to the millions of folks out there. So that's kind of what we're dealing with up here. Got it. Okay. 
Well, again, uh, and if you're looking for other distractions, we have a bunch of other podcasts here at the Jim Hill Media Podcast Network. We've, of course, got Disney Dish with Lentesta. We've got uh, Marvelous Disney with uh, I Do That with Aaron Adams. That's uh, the news about what's going on on the Marvel side of things. Uh, we have Fine Tuning with Drew Taylor. Uh, animation news. We have Looking at Lucasfilm. Uh, which is about uh, you know what's going on on the Star Wars side of the street, and we were just talking about Shelley Valladolid and the uh, I want that, which is about Disney merch. We'll be recording a brand new one of those this week. Um, mm-hmm. Tell you what, if you could do uh, Destin and I a favor, if you could head over to iTunes and rate and recommend Universal Joint, that always helps with you know extra eyes and ears. Uh, if you really, really, really like what you heard here today, if you want to hand it over to Bandcamp and subscribe, that would be helpful. And Nancy would like me to remind you that uh, you can find us at uh, Twitter and Instagram as Jim Hill Media and over on Facebook as Jim Hill Media News. And I guess that's going to do it for this week's folks. Uh, thanks again for listening. And uh, and like we said, if, if there's a, a Universal team member who wants to sort of spilled the beans as to what's going on with the who's and their masks. We'd love to hear about that. But uh, until then, uh, we'll be back with a new show in early December. <laughs>